Hey everybody, this is Chad Jordan uh, from Sport Clips. I'm the uh, director of marketing for digital services, and this is another episode of our Hall of Fame podcast. And uh, we have a, a series called Survive in Advance where we interview stylists, managers, uh, Sport Clips affiliated team members who have survived and made a life anyways in spite of some sort of challenge, whether it's addiction, whether it's illness, disease, cancer, something like that. And uh, so this will be another episode featured around someone's inspiring story. And uh, I thought this would be a, a perfect person to have on the podcast. So I'm going to have uh, her introduce herself. And so what I want from you, young lady, is your name, uh, your address, your serial number, no, no, uh, your name and your store number uh, and what you do at Sport Clips, that kind of stuff. All right, your turn. All right. Um, hi, y'all. I'm Chris Sparks. Uh, my store number is CO130 in Colorado, Longmont, Colorado. I am the current manager there. And team leaders are Ted and Tina. The Ted and Tina McMurdo. Correct. Okay. And... Um, the reason we have you, and so those watching this via YouTube, in fact, I'm waving at you right now, okay, can see Chris is uh, dressed in pink, pretty in pink, <laughs> um, and she's she's wearing pink because she is currently undergoing chemo for? For breast cancer. And when were you first diagnosed? Uh, December 1st, 2014. Okay, so... We are coming up on the fifth year anniversary. Yes, sir. It's really, it's an anniversary nobody wants, but at the same time, it's an anniversary, you're still here. So still you're, here. I don't know if you celebrate those <laughs> kinds of anniversaries or what, but um, but at least, uh, you know, at least we're, we're looking at five years. So let's go through, uh, first of all, you're, you're working with Sport Clips, uh, you're managing, your location is in what? What part? Is it, it Boulder it's area? It's in Longmont, Colorado. Longmont, which is yeah. what? What's that near for us non-Coloradians? <laughs> so um, it's about 45 minutes south of Fort Collins, or it's about maybe a 20-minute jaunt from Boulder. Okay. Going east. And you've been managing a year, but you've been affiliated with Sport Clips longer than that. Uh, so. Yeah, I've been with Sport Clips as a whole since 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. Okay, and when... Uh, when you got diagnosed in 2014, were you with Sport Clips? I was. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and I think we're going to talk, we'll get into a little bit later about the Wayne McGlone Fund, what that is, how that's played a role in your diagnosis and treatment and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I want to talk, I know you got some kiddos. So uh, just to, we, we want to put uh, a face and a story to illness and to those that are surviving and battling it. So can you give me a little bit about your, your family, uh, how, the, how your family's made up, husband, kiddos, all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, so I've, uh, I'm married. My husband's name is Brandon. Uh, we've been together for 13 years, uh, married for almost 11. Uh, we have four children. My oldest, Georgia, is in the United States Navy. She's currently stationed in North Carolina. Um, then I've got a 17-year-old that's graduating high school this year, Andrew. He will be joining the Coast Guard. Then I have a 11-year-old named Thane, uh, a football player, uh, very big into Thane. Where's that name come from? So Thane, uh, <laughs> when I was pregnant with him, my mom gave me a romance novel thing, and mm -hmm. I don't read those. And there was a handsome guy oh, from okay. <laughs> there was a handsome cowboy from Wyoming. Nice. named Thane. All right. And so I like the name, just changed the spelling a little bit, but 
Um, and his middle name actually is Cyrus from Con Air, Cyrus the Virus. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yep, I love that movie. So, <laughs> and then uh, my youngest little girl, her name is Bell Star, and she is nine. Oh, precious. Okay, so uh, your and your oldest Georgia. Uh huh. Um, was she still living at home when you were diagnosed? Yes. Okay. Yep. So she's she's kind of walked through that process with you. Yes. Uh, take me back to um, you're just living a normal life. Did you art? I mean, what's going on in twenty four November thirtieth? <laughs> okay. Twenty fourteen. Okay. You're just whatever. Um. So actually, about uh, I'd say about three months prior, I felt a lump in my armpit, mm-hmm. and um. I, no, there's no cancer in my family, so I'd heard all these things about caffeine cysts. If you drink too much caffeine, you can get a cyst. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably what it is. I was Are you a, a fellow lot of Mountain Dew junkie as well? I or? am not. Okay. I don't drink soda, but I okay. drink a lot of coffee. All right. Yeah. And oh, I mean, so, you're a stylist, so uh, right. of course, yes. you got to have caffeine exactly. in one way, shape, or form. Yep. So, um, so did it, you put off then because you thought? I did. Okay, I ignored you it. you dismissed it. I did. And if I back up a little bit there. In 2003-2004, I actually had two lumps removed from my breast that were benign. Mm-hmm. Um, that were they just called them uh, fat somethings, and they were the size of a quarter, and they were laying right on top of each other. And had they been discovered in a mammogram, or um, I had actually felt them. They yeah. had started off the size of a pea, and I ignored it. Uh-huh. Um, and they it was slow growing, and then finally they just got to be painful. And so I went into the doctor, mm. and he's like, "Yep, we're gonna remove them. We'll check them." And then the doctor had told me after he removed them, it wasn't cancer, but he said, "You know, you have several other lumps that are too far down for us to get into. Just keep an eye." Which I promptly forgot. I was in my 20s. So I was like, whatever. Last thing on your mind. Don't care. Um, So at that point, you know, fast forwarding to then, um, I found the lump. It hurt. And I'd always heard that that cancer tumors, when you feel them, they don't hurt. Uh. I don't know why. why. I don't know if that's a real thing or not. But it hurt. So I was like, oh, it's a cyst. So we'll just, when I get time. It was always when I get time, I'll just go in while well, it grew. And so, that, so, so it really was, I just want to make sure we drive this point home, especially m- most people listening or watching this mm-hmm. podcast will be female stylists. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't that you were dismissing it because you were scared it could be cancer and you didn't want yeah. the news. It was you really did think uh, it's not a big deal. I thought it was nothing. I thought that it really was a cyst because cysts hurt. From what I've been told, I've never had one, so um, I just, I just assumed it was. And I was busy. I had four kids, right. and uh, and again, cancer doesn't run in my family at all. You know, high blood pressure and diabetes—that's a thing. Cancer, no. Mm-hmm. So I and breast cancer is typically a genetic thing. Yeah. So I just was like, cool. Well, it's nothing. I'll get to it when I get to it. Um, And then it got bigger, and it got bigger within a month. And so in October, I told my husband, I was like, well, I'll just go to our family doctor. He'll tell me it's a caffeine cyst, and we'll Mm -hmm, move on. mm -hmm. And so my husband was like, okay, cool. So I go to... No one's alarmed at this point. Nobody's alarmed. Nobody's worried at all. I go to my family doctor, and I tell him, you know, I got this lump. 
I know you're not a, a breast doctor or whatever, but I figure, and he's like, yeah, we can check it out. So they're doing the exam and, and he's got a student in with him and the nurse and he, he feeling the side of the right side. And he's like, okay. Then he goes and he feels the left side. Doesn't feel any lumps in my actual breast, mm-hmm. but he felt the lump that I uh, felt armpit. in my armpit. Yeah. And he's like, mm, you know, that's really strange. I'm going to have the nurse feel. So the nurse feels it and she's like, okay, why don't we just get a mammogram? We'll just check it out. I'm not concerned mm-hmm. where it's located. That's your lymph nodes. Right. We're not really worried. Cool. So we scheduled the appointment and they tell my husband, we, he comes with me to the mammogram and he can't come in the back because there's lots of women things going on, yep. but they tell him 45 minutes. We'll be good to go. So we go in, I go and, uh, get into the machine, which funny enough is for short people. I'm almost six one. Yeah. I, I, I recognize that when we rode the elevator and, yeah. and I'm having to look up uh-huh. and have a conversation yes. with you. Yeah. And it's, it's built for shorter women, I think, because mm-hmm. I actually had to lean over mm-hmm. this machine and the, the girl that was performing the test, bless her heart. She's probably 19, 20 years old. She yeah. couldn't have been very old. She never had a six foot one she's, woman come yep. in for this. Yeah. <laughs> nope. And she's looking. The manual does not describe how to, how to handle this situation. Right. She's just kind of looking at me. So we get it situated. She does the scan. She leaves the equipment on me and I look over at her and she looks scared. Mm. And I was like, did you do it wrong? Right. What's, right. what's the problem? Just take it off uh-huh. and let, let's oh. talk. And she said, ma'am, I'll be right back. And I was like, okay. So I'm still sta- attached to this machine, just mm-hmm. standing there. And I'm like, this is, well, if yeah. I was embarrassed Awkward. before. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, a doctor comes in and they said, we have to read, we have to scan again. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe a 19 year old messed yep, up. Didn't know. Yep. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm getting a little irritated because I'm standing there and, mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm a on the go person. I don't like to sit still. So they scan again and she's like, all right, if you want to go wait in the waiting room. We'll be with you in a minute. I said, okay, well, can my husband come back? No, he can't come back because there's women all over here with their robes and whatever. Yeah. Okay. So by now, we're already reaching almost two hours that mm-hmm. I've been back there. For a 45-minute procedure. Minute yeah. procedure. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is taking forever. Still, I'm not concerned. I'm still thinking, well, they found another lump that's nothing or, you know, it's a cyst. Maybe the cyst is pushing on something and they're like, oh, we need to fix this or whatever. So then another doctor comes in and she calls me to the back. She goes, we want to do a um, ultrasound. And I said, okay, Uh, can my husband come back for that? Of course he can. So he comes back. I'm laying on the table and, you know, I've got my left arm up for an hour. She is doing this and she's. You this know, ain't the 19-year-old anymore either. Not the Somebody 19-year-old. Somebody knows what they're doing. Yep. Yeah. She's, in, she's in her 50s probably. And um, she's like, does it hurt? And I said, yeah. I said, you know, when you're going over it, be gentle because that hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, I know you're supposed to push, but it hurts. And she says, okay, well, um, the doctor that looks at those things, I don't know what they're called. She said, she'll be right with you. And I said, okay. Radiologist or the oncologist? Um, or The ultrasoundologist. Okay. Maybe? Oh, yeah. It you works know? for me. Okay. And um, so my husband's sitting there, and he's like, what is going on? And I said, I don't know. It was supposed to be 45 minutes. And he's like, we're now coming on three hours. And I said, all of this for a stupid cyst. You know, this is right. dumb. 
And he's like, yeah, well, hopefully they hurry up because we had left our youngest daughter with one of my friends while we had our fast appointment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, make sure you call her to let her know it's taking forever. So then the doctor comes in. She goes, well, I'm going to show you something. And so she pulls up the screen and the the spot that I was worried that I thought was a cyst was black. And then inside my breast itself, there were three more that were black. Mm. And I was like, okay, what is that? And she goes, well, I don't know, but it's concerning. And I said, okay, concerning like more cysts, concerning like I have clogged ducts. Like, I don't, I don't know. And are you still not even thinking it could be cancer just because of the family history? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and she goes, well, we need to do a biopsy. And I was like, okay. I said, well, you know, I work for the next two weeks. So, and she goes, no, we need to do a biopsy. And I said, okay, well, I, I don't have a day off for like a couple weeks. And she's like, no, like we need to do this within the next few days. And I was like, okay, I'll see what I could do. I got a hold of my manager at the sport clips I was working at then. And I said, well, they want to do biopsy. And she's like, oh, okay. And are you concerned? No. And so I asked, you know, when I could get in day before Thanksgiving, that was the day they could get me. Oh, in. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. <laughs> So one of the busiest days of the year. <laughs> that, that's the that's the part that uh, you didn't really fill in there. No, but yeah, yeah, day before Thanksgiving. Day before Thanksgiving, uh-huh. and I was like, "Sorry to do this to you, but you know they want me here at, in the morning, and they want to get this taken care of." And she's like, "Okay." So I go in for the the biopsy. I don't know how many people have had one of those, but they are not comfortable. They hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to numb you first with a shot, and the shot hurts. And then it, if any of the tissue around isn't deadened, when they go to put that little puncher thing yeah, in there, you feel, you feel everything. Yeah, yeah. And so they decided to do a biopsy on both sides. And they mostly just biopsy tissue on this side. But then they took um, some from the, the lymph node on this. It turns out to be the lymph node. But the, from what I thought was the cyst and then from the three spots that she could see on my left side. And that took about a couple hours had to be wrapped in bandages like this whole nonsense so that was thanksgiving and then they said we'll let you know within a couple weeks mm-hmm. what so, was what was thanksgiving like so are you worried are you worried you spend the whole holiday worrying or i at was that point? at that point now i'm getting a little worried because you don't do a biopsy for no reason yeah. you know and then i was like well if it is cancer it's not going to be that bad because it's you know, they saw it. Isolated. They, they right. probably caught it quickly. Yeah, not going to be a problem. Um, Thanksgiving, you know, I we were with my husband's family for Thanksgiving, and everybody's asking questions. What's going on? What's happening? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't have any idea. You know, they just said they'll get with us, and I'm assuming no news is good news. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And, and, they, and they hadn't given you a timeline on how long it could potentially take to no, get the results? No, they, they said a couple weeks. And so I was like, okay, two and, weeks. And you're thinking a couple weeks, but sooner if there's a problem. But it's a couple weeks, yeah. they'll process the paperwork. Because yeah. right. I'm like, well, if it's cancer, they just slap it on the little a little disc. Yeah. They Find look it at and it. Find it rush, rush they, through and yeah. let you know. They call me the next day and we're, you know. And I so one week went by, nothing. And my husband's like, have you heard anything? Nope, haven't heard a word. So... I think we're yeah, fine. Yeah, we're out of the woods, yeah. You know, we're good. Um, December 1st, I was at work. And uh, I was telling 
the assistant manager at the time, I was like, I haven't heard anything. I think that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah. And I said, I'm going to go check my phone and see if there's any messages. And I, as I opened my locker to grab my phone, the doctor calls like in that instant. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, Oh, cool. What are the chances? All right. Yeah. So go into the break room and I said, hello, Dr. Felix. And he said, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And I said, and he's very like cheerful. Uh -huh. And he goes, how was your Thanksgiving? And I said, you know, I wasn't real hungry. I had uh, that for Thanksgiving. My husband's family does um, cabbage burgers, crop burgers for Thanksgiving. Okay. It's their thing. Uh, um, yeah. I don't eat are that. They, are they German or what's going on? <laughs> they are okay. German descent. Right. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah. yeah. Right. and they love them. So um, I ate, you know, off the relish tray. Mm, I don't I don't like yeah, crop burgers. Right, okay. So I'm with you there. It's, it's not a thing for me. Um so I'm telling him about that. You're making small talk. Small talk. And he's and got this earth-shattering news kind yeah. of burying the lead. <laughs> yeah, and he's so peppy. And I'm yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm like, sweet. Whew. Yeah, awesome. you're relieved. You know, we're good. We'll just chat a little yeah. bit. And then he said, so here's the thing. You have cancer. Oh. Just boy. like that. Yeah. Just, just uh, like he that. He ripped a Band-Aid off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was no in... And I know that it probably hurt him a lot more because he'd been my doctor for quite a while. He's my husband's doctor first, and then he ended mm -hmm. up being my doctor. And I was like, and I don't, I don't think I got it. Like he said, yep, it's cancer. And I was like, okay. And he said, well, the um, patient care representative is going to be calling you. I said, okay. And he said, she's going to be setting up all your appointments for the next week. And I was like, okay, but I got a word. Right, right. Priorities, and, hello, you know, work over health. And he's like, no, like, you need to go to these appointments. we got to figure out, you know, your stages and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, stages? I don't understand what you mean. And he said, do you need to do you need to call Brandon and have him call me? Do you, I'll, be, I'll stay late at the office if you want to come by and see me. Because um, I live in Loveland, and I was working in Fort Collins at the time. So about 25 minutes from home is where I was working. And his office was about... 20, 30 minutes from where I was working. And I was like, no, I think I'm fine. And he goes, okay, well, I'm staying here late. So have Brandon call me if he's got any questions. You call me if you got any questions. And then we'll, we'll just kind of take it from there. I said, okay. Uh, and then I just kind of stood there. And uh, the assistant manager came back, and she's like, are you all right? You don't look very well. And I was like, dude, I got cancer. I got to go. Mm -hmm. And she's all, what do you mean? And I said, I got to go. Like, I, I need to leave right now. And she said, okay, I'll just clean up your stuff. You just go ahead and go. And I was like, how, do, how am I going to go home? And she's like, you drove here. And right, I was right. like, yeah, but you're in shock. Okay. So yeah. I can, I can drive. Mm -hmm. My husband's at work. I, I'm walking out to the parking lot and I called my husband and he's like, hey, what's up? You know, he's a mechanic and mm -hmm. he's like, hey, what's up? I don't have much time. And I was like, I got cancer. I'm going home. And he was all wet. And mm -hmm. I said, I got cancer. I'm going home. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, okay, I don't understand. And I was like, uh, I love you. Bye. And I hung up and I got my, I remember getting in my vehicle and I sat there for a minute and I was like, cancer. Okay. So, I mean, you can take a pill. I've seen that. I've seen stuff on TV, yeah. you know, um, my biggest concern <laughs> was losing my hair. My hair was past my waist mm. and that was all I could. And had it been your whole life, had you been one of these long entire hair? Entire yeah. life. Yeah. I have never had short hair in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was my strength 
I guess mm-hmm. is what she would say. And so I was like, Man, I don't want to lose my hair. Right. And not even thinking about what else is going to happen to me, it's I don't want to lose my hair. And it's it's it. What I found is it's not a vanity thing. No, it's a security blanket yeah. kind of right. Yeah, that's. I mean, it was. I never did anything with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't braid it. I didn't put it in a ponytail. It just hung straight. Right. It's part um, of who you are. So when you me. lose it, yeah, it's losing part lose of yourself. Me. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I don't remember driving to Loveland. I don't remember anything. I mean, honestly, I could have been swerving all over the road. I don't remember crying. I don't. I'm not a crier, mm-hmm. so I don't remember being emotional at all. It was just matter of fact. This is what's going on, and. I got to my husband's. I decided to go to my husband's work instead of going home. And um, I pulled up to a shop, and he came out, and he gave me a hug, and he told his boss I'm leaving. And he's like, are you okay? And and as he's talking to me, the patient care lady calls me. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, these three days, these are your appointments. You have to meet with a surgeon. You have to meet with a plastic surgeon. And you need to meet with an oncologist all like that within three days. I actually met with the plastic surgeon before I met with my oncologist and um, got it all set up. We had to go home and tell my kids. And that... That's what I was... That was going to be my next question. <laughs> so, so, because you, you, you were really blunt with your husband yes. just because you're in a state of shock. Yep. But now you got four kiddos yep. who you're their only mother. Yep. You're all that they know. Yep. How... It, you couldn't... And you had, to, you had to approach it differently. Yeah. So... You gather every what? What do you do? So we got home, and uh, my oldest uh, Georgia, she mm-hmm. was she had just got home from she's hanging in out high or school or something, something at that age. Right? Let's see. So five, five years, years ago? ago, she was actually she was in eighth grade. Okay. So that makes sense. So about the eighth middle school. Mm, uh-huh. um, and then my oldest son was in the sixth grade, and then my yeah, youngest son was in yeah, pre-K or something. Kindergarten, first grade, uh because my little girl was in preschool, because I remember all that happening. She got preschool early, so she was in preschool. And um, I was standing in the bedroom, and she came in, and, you know, typical teenage stuff, and I've always been blunt with her. I've always, no nonsense, and and this is how it is. My boys are mama's boys. Mm -hmm. Uh, My daughter is exactly like me, no emotion. This is how it is. And, And I looked at her, and I said, well, it is breast cancer. Hopefully, I don't have the gene. And mm. she was like, yeah, I hope so. I don't want to get cancer. And I was like, mm. yeah, I don't want you to get cancer either. So let's just hope that I don't have the gene. Mm-hmm. That's and your first conversation about first it? First conversation like, that's how it goes with down. her. That was how it yeah. was. She walked out of the room pretty quick. Yeah. And I know that she went to go She tried cry. to be tough in yep. front of mom. Be like, oh, yeah, yep. I hope I don't get it right? too. But yeah. inside, she's she was, devastated. She was crumbling. So yeah. then uh, went out to the living room, and, and my son was my oldest son was out there. And he knew something was wrong. And I was like, hey, buddy, you know, we got to tell you something. And he's like, no, Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, apparently I got cancer. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how bad it is. And he's like, you're my hero, Mom. You're going to be good. You're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. Heroes always make it. You know, yeah. And he's Mm -hmm. like, you're my mom. You know, you're not going anywhere. The little guys, they... Telling them that I was, we told them I was sick. I didn't say cancer. Right. Cancer is a scary word. Yeah. I said, Mama's sick. I'm going to have to get some medicine. Um, my, I'm sorry, my alarm right. seems to be going off. Are they and, asking, how did you get it? 
um, could, kinda, could we catch it? Are it, they doing it was those one of those, you know, oh, like the flu? Like, right. you know, is that kind of thing? Um, a little girl, she was, she was like, I don't get it. You're sick. You got to go to the doctor then, Mom. You know, mm-hmm. you got to get better. And I was like, you know, we're going to get better. And still trying to figure it out. I'm trying not to cry in front of them. Uh, my husband is crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... He, he is more emotional, or yeah. he was more emotional with, with the whole situation. So he's crying, trying to walk away so they don't see Dad crying, because if Dad's crying, then something's yeah. really going on. And so I, I don't really remember the rest of that day. Like, it was just a, here it is. I think we told as many people in our inner circle as we could, mm-hmm. um, let his parents know, um, my dad's long gone so it was my mom and i told her and she is unemotional so she was like okay well you just let me know what you got to do and we'll just kind of move on from there and she was like well i don't know where you the other thing was that she saw i don't know where you got it because we don't have that right and i was like well it's not contagious it's and that's it made me laugh at the time which it wasn't funny but it was funny you know i'm like well i can't it's not like you gave it to me right. or anything, you know. It was. It's... Nor was it your fault. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not like you did something <laughs> right. to deserve it. Yeah, it's and just it, the was, randomness it was. It was just cancer. one of those things, and uh, and then we went in um, the next few days with the doctors, uh, the plastic surgeon first, and for women, you know, that are in their thirty. And I was I was thirty four at the time. And all the doctors kept saying, you're too young for cancer. Right. I don't even know how you got it. Like you're too, And I was like, I don't know. Did I catch a cold and it turned? I don't. It's not, if you've never had to deal with it, you think you can catch it even if they say it's not contagious. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, or at least that was my thought process. I was like, well, who have I been around? Who have I, um, you know, come in contact with that has been sick? Who, how did this happen if it's not a genetic thing? And... Uh, so I went and saw the plastic surgeon, and of course, walking into a plastic surgeon's office is always funny for me because there's um, what they can do for you. You know, they can make your breasts bigger, they can right. make your butt smaller, they yeah. can, do, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm not even in here for anything good. Right. Like I'm, right, right. I'm in here to talk about what reconstruction yeah. of something that I don't even know what can be done. You know, and they just wanted me to meet him, so I put a face to the doctor of, of what he will be doing afterwards. Then I met with the surgeon and I had to get a port and, um, the type of chemo that I was getting, uh, if it came in contact with my skin or if it leaked outside my veins, it would destroy tissue, burn. Like it it was a big thing. The cancer or the chemo? The chemo. Okay. Yeah. 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 So the chemo was, um, very dangerous anyways, but Mm. if, they just uh, put an IV in or anything. There was always potential for something yeah, very bad. Yeah. So they were, he was trying to tell me about this port that he was going to be putting in. And I said, okay, I don't understand. You know, I'm going to have this metal or this stuff inside my body. And he said, yeah, um, it's just this little triangle. And in the insert, in the middle of it is where they'll, excuse me, they'll stick a needle in. And then that's how you're going to, and it's a central line and it goes, I have one now. It, it goes up into, you know, your main artery and everything, and that's how they'll deliver everything. And I said, okay, well, I don't really like surgery, so right. is this is this going to be like I have to stay overnight? Can I just get it and go home? Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't want to be here. Yeah, how invasive is it? And he said, it's going to take about an hour, and everything will be 
just fine. I said, okay. And then I met my oncologist and I happened to get sick right before I met her. Um, it was kind of a cold, but it was a weird cold. It was like with flu symptoms and I was very tired and it was almost like my body finally found out it had cancer and just now all of a sudden I'm getting sick. Mm -hmm. Like, and, um, I went in and she was, she was emotional about it. She was like, you're young and you have right. kids and you have She's like, it's not, fair. it's not fair. <laughs> I want to, and just, who do I blame? Right. And she's like, it's okay if you're angry. And I was like, can we just, I said, I don't want to talk about emotion. I just want to get this done with, tell me what my treatment is and let's get, let's get this ball rolling. And yeah. she said, well, we got to get your port in. And, um, and then as soon as your port's in, uh, we'll start your, your chemo. And I said, okay, so what are, what are my side effects going to be? I'm going to lose my hair. And she said, you're going to lose your hair. Yeah. She said the, the type of chemo that you're doing. Were you kind of keeping your fingers crossed? At it? I yeah. was. I was. That's my, why you lead with that. My husband's mom, her best friend, had breast cancer. She took pills and never lost her mm. hair. So I'm like, okay, okay. maybe. Maybe I'll be the, uh, the lucky, unlucky person. Right, you know? right. And they also have this thing that's called cold cap therapy where you can basically wear an ice cap on your head uh. and it supposedly freezes everything in here and basically stops the cells huh. from pushing the hair out or I didn't really look into it all yeah. that much, but I was like, I don't really want to wear ice cap on my head all the time. It just isn't just to save my hair. And I'm like, okay, I've had my hair for 34 years. I'll just cut right. it short. And yeah. then as it falls out, it won't be too bad. And she's like, you know, you gain weight because we have to give you steroids so you're not sick. Yeah. Um, I said, great, so I'm going to be bald and fat. <laughs> and she's like, well, you're really not taking this. Right, right, yeah, And I'm exactly. like, well, I mean, basically you're what you're telling me. You're processing this in, in, in bite-sized chunks, yes, though. So. Yes, and, and I'm like, so you're telling me I'm going to look like basically Uncle Fester is what I'm going to look like. And she's like, no, you know, it's, and I was like, it's okay. I just want to grasp on what I'm going right. to be. I was like, you know, I hope I have a good shaped head because that's all I'm worried mm -hmm. about now is, ooh, what if I have lumps? Good thing you do. I don't know. Yeah. Right? And um, and she's looking at my husband like, this girl's nuts. Right. Like, there's something wrong here. And he, he's like, she processes differently, different stuff. Um, so I went and got the port surgery. Um, and the actually, funny enough, right before I was to get the port surgery the doctor uh dr dubs was supposed to do it he was jumping on a trampoline and hurt his back oh you're kidding me so now <laughs> i have to have his partner uh -huh. do it well, you don't stranger but don't, you don't know, know him. him yeah you know met him for the first time in the uh in the or and uh, it, it went fine and they're telling me you know um one percent of people this stuff happens to or one percent of people all of this I found out very early that I am the one percent. Mm -hmm. um, I did my first round of chemo. Hair fell out two weeks after I started. Did you uh, end up chemo. shaving your head beforehand? My or, husband shaved yeah. it for me, and then it hurts when it falls out. So it's a very mm -hmm. weird. Um, it's not like pulling on the hair. It's it really is like the hair is dying, and it's letting you know that it's dying, mm -hmm. and so it hurts. It doesn't want to die. It doesn't, doesn't want to die. Leave. And my husband had shaved me all the way down to. Uh, basically just stubble, just yeah. like a five o'clock shadow. And uh, I was wearing a stocking cap and I could feel it hurting. And I went to his work and I'm like, my hair really hurts. Mm -hmm. And I took it off. And as I took it off, like little flakes of hair were coming off. And I was like, man, really? 
Yeah. Okay. Can't even so, catch a break right? there. Right? You know, it's it's not going to stay. Um, and then I, I started treatment. Um, very first day in the infusion room, they sit me with 80-year-old women that are dying. Right. And they're actually dying. Like, yeah. they're they're just there as a comfort measure. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you couldn't sit me over there mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. I, I have to sit. So I'm trying to be nice. But at the same time, I'm irritated because I'm like, this isn't. And, and you're not feeling good. I'm not you feeling know, good. You're not in a good place. And the nurse comes over, um, and she was a head nurse. Her name was April. And she said, she hands me this menu, and she goes, order whatever you want. You and your husband can have lunch while you're sitting here for the next few hours. And I was like, fantastic. Okay. Let's order up. Well, what they don't tell you is you probably shouldn't. Or you should order lightly. Small, yeah. Because you are not going to like what mm-hmm. happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I was like, club sandwich, yeah. Yeah. where I'm ordering, you know, desserts. My husband is barely eating anything. But I'm ordering to the nine. I mean, like, yeah. all the stuff. I, they said I could order whatever, so I did. And I'm sitting there, and I'm bored. I didn't bring a book. So I was just kind of sitting there. It's your first time. Right. You don't know what to do. And I, uh, I'm looking at the TVs, and... Uh, there's no cable, so it's all local stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe watch some Jerry Springer or something while I'm sitting here. Got bored of that um, and just was trying to fall asleep. Then I started getting really cold. And then it felt like my head was in a cloud, like um, like I had cotton wrapped around my face. It was a very weird feeling. And I was like, oh, I wonder something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. This is this is yeah. how it is. Some people feel it right away. Others, it takes hours. Sometimes it can take days. But you're and again the one percent. <laughs> I'm the one percent. Yeah. So I I was feeling it pretty quickly. Um, finished. Went home. Uh, for the next couple days, I was. It was twice. I believe it was twice a week. It could have been once a week. I don't really remember. That my whole timeline on that was all messed up. Um, for the first round of it. Um, I went quite a bit, I believe. And then, um, you know, still seeing the oncologist, getting my blood checked, getting, making sure that, you know, the chemo wasn't killing me, which is what it does. Mm -hmm. That's what it's doing. Um, poison. It's poison. And, uh, feeling my teeth start to fill effects, Mm -hmm. which is the weirdest thing, um, getting cavities or getting uh it feels almost like they're starting to fall out of the root yeah and uh, that's that was another thing i'm like oh my god now i'm gonna lose my teeth mm-hmm. i'm gonna lose my teeth my hair <laughs> and gain weight so i am going to look uh, amazing I, i'm telling you so um we get through the first round of chemo and then they tell me that i have to be on this stuff called taxol and i was like okay and they said now um you're either going to be able to go through it just fine or you're going to struggle a little bit. But again, only 1% have a problem with this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, watch, what are the chances? Watch oh, this, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. Um, so she gets all in her battle gear. She's got this mask on and these long gloves and, and this uh, cover. She covers right. herself completely. Like a hazmat suit. Yeah. Almost. And I'm like, is my husband even allowed to be mm-hmm. here? And she's like, oh, he's fine. He just, you know, no touching or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you guys putting in me? Um, she gives me the medicine, and almost instantly I was like, 
uh, my chest hurts. And she's like, okay, what do you mean it hurts? And I was like, I don't feel very well. I can't breathe. And like it, it like all of a is sudden it burning or what is it pressure? What, it what's felt the pain? like my heart was being ripped. Like mm. it was a ripping pressure, mm. like smother. It, yeah. it was all this weird stuff going on. And she's like, I remember looking at her and then it, my eyes started to close and she's like, wake up, Chris, are you okay? And I was like, I can't breathe. Mm. And, uh, she stops it. She starts running uh, saline through She's calling the um, emergency people, and she's like, um, you know, we have an allergic reaction to this Taxol. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we need to get her veins flushed, and we need to find out, you know. We, and Are you conscious, or is your, your husband later telling you all this? Yes and no. Okay. I remember her screaming at one of the yeah, other nurses, somebody, yeah. and they're like, get, you know, medical stat, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what is happening? And then I was like, I'm dying. Yeah. This is what's happening. I'm actually dying. And there was no tunnel or any of that. But I I remember seeing my kids and I was like. Because you didn't say goodbye. It's not like you thought this was going to be. No. And I'm thinking, they're at school. Yeah. I need to call them. I need to, you know, and it was, it was fast because they got it flushed or whatever really quickly and the nurse is like, she's talking to somebody, and she's like, no, she can't get anymore. And I'm like, no, yeah, no, I don't want any more. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Don't please don't give that back to me. And um, she's like, well, they want to see uh, if now that it's been through your system, if you can we do it again? Right. And I was like, no, you cannot do it again. It was the introductory offer right. that was the right. problem. But and I was like, no, I'm I'm good, yeah, thank yeah. you. And she's like, rather well, take my chances with something else. We're good. Yeah. So then she tells me, um, I need to see my oncologist. So my oncologist comes in and she's like, okay. All right. And you were saying, okay. So, um, my oncologist told me that I had to have the tax all that was a big part of my, um, treatment. And I, she said, but we're going to give you taxatier, which is the synthetic version. It's derived from the synthetic instead of from the plant. More people are able to do that than are able to do tax all. If you're allergic to one, you're better off having the generic version. Mm -hmm. There, there's no way you're allergic to right. both, right? I almost no feel like way. I know where this is going, yeah. and we haven't talked about uh-huh. it, but okay. Yes. All right. Um, I get it. Uh, I have no problems. There's right. no chest problems whatsoever. Right. Yep. Next day I wake up, my hands are five times the size they oh, are. Oh, no. My feet are five times the size they are. My rings are on, and I can't oh, get them oh, off. Oh, no. And I, I mean, I have rings. And had they said that that was, uh, did they warn you that that could be a side effect? Because you would have taken rings off had you known that. Yep, nothing. Nope. No. There was really no actual side effects. So I'm looking, my hands are purple. Yeah. Because of how swollen they are. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? I call the hospital. They said, go to the burn unit. And I was like, but I wasn't, I don't understand. Okay. So I go travel to Fort Collins to go to the burn unit in Fort Collins. They're looking at my hands and like, we don't even know what we're supposed to do with these. Like, we don't know how we can put some ice on them maybe. And I was like, tried that. I already stuck my hands in the freezer. They're not coming down. And, and they're like, you are very allergic to whatever it is that they're giving you. And I said, well, I'm already allergic to the one. I can't be allergic to the other. And she's like, well, you are. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's fantastic. I get a hold of my oncologist and she's like, well, we can't have you take texts here because... You know, it's making all your joints swell up, and, and we just can't do that. So we have to go back to the original one. 
but we have to put you in the ICU to do it. And I was like, okay. And she said, so what we're, instead of giving you 50 milligrams um, at a time, we'll take it down to 10 every hour. And I was like, so I'm going to have to be in the hospital for 36 hours? She said, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Just what you wanted, more right. hospital time. That's great stuff. So they put me in ICU. I get a 36-hour drip of chemo. I have to do this once a week for 12 weeks. Um, in the meantime, my pot, port stopped working, and those don't stop working. Uh, only in 1% of and people. In 1% of yeah, people. Yeah, they kept yeah. saying this, and my uh-huh. husband's like, y'all need to stop saying right. that. Um, it was on St. Patrick's Day, and I was like, lucky. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish I was Irish. Um, and so I had to get a new port put in. Uh, I get through all of, you know, I do all the chemo. Um, I don't have any more complications after that. I just have to go once a week, every Tuesday morning. Um, I shouldn't say I don't have any more complications. In April, I walked in. 2015. Of 2015. I walk in. Uh, Patsy was my nurse. She was she was there for me the entire time of having to stay in the hospital. And she, she always brought me a coffee. She always had a coffee right there waiting for me when I would come in. And she's like, all right, let's take your blood work, and then we'll get you started on your chemo. And I was like, okay. And I'm talking to her about, you know, the day's everything's going on since I saw her the previous week and she's like how are you doing I said oh fine you know just another day another 36 hours of being here she takes my blood and she puts a stat on it because your your levels have to be at a certain spot in order to get chemo if they're too low you can't mm-hmm. if they're too high there's a problem it's there's an issue unless they're perfect so um they get a call almost immediately you know within whatever time frame and she's like no no that's incorrect i'll take some more blood send it to you mm-hmm. let me know and i'm like what's wrong and she goes there, there's some kind of weird mix up at the lab let's take your blood again okay so she takes my blood again in the meantime we're sitting there talking and chatting and you know i'm uh i had to have these swab things for my mouth because it dries out your yeah, it dries yep. out your mouth real bad did you so, get throat sores and all that I stuff? I never from got it? sores. Okay. I, I really was lucky with that, but it was very dry. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets a call and she's like, Okay, I'll notify the crash team. And I was like, Notify the what? And she's like, Hold on, we need to get your oncologist. So I'm like, No, Patsy, what's going on? And she said, How are you even sitting here? And I was like, What do you mean? And she goes, You walked in here, nobody brought you in here. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I walked in here. She goes, how tired are you? And I was like, I'm tired. Yeah. But I walked in, what's going on? And she's like, you should be in a coma. And I was like, what do you mean? From? My blood cells had dropped so low below the marker that I should have been in a coma. And I was like, well, I'm not, so we're fine. And she's Mm -hmm. like, we're not fine. We have to do a blood transfusion. And I was like, uh, No. I don't want somebody else's blood in me. And this is another time you've not told the kids. Nope. <laughs> you haven't said any Nothing. sort of goodbyes. No. Or, yeah. I, I, chemo had been going so well at that point. Now that I we had got it to where I was on a drip, I wasn't really having any issues, you know, um, and I'm like, I don't want somebody else's blood. And they're like, we have to. And I'm a double negative, so I can only have yeah. that blood, yep. which is hard. Uh, because you're of, in the one percent because I'm the one percent yeah. of the blood type, and so she's like, it's on its way. Um, we need to get all these monitors on you, and I'm like, no, I have family coming to see me. I don't want them to walk in mm-hmm. and see all the stuff. And 
she's like, I'm that's too bad. Yeah. I mean, this is how it is. Trying so to save your life here. yeah, I'm calling my husband. I'm like, I have to have a blood transfusion. And he's like, what, what's happening? And I'm like, apparently mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be in a coma. Yeah. And, um, they get the blood, you know, and, uh, blood is cold when it's going into you, which was the creepiest thing mm. ever. Um, they tried to wrap a towel so that it wouldn't touch my skin, but you can feel it through the line has to go over your arm, um, and into your chest. And like the whole time I'm, I wanted to throw up because I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting yeah. somebody's blood. Yeah. And what if it's an ex murder? Or what if it's, <laughs> I mean, maybe their genetic stuff is going uh-huh. into me. Yeah. Weird things that you think about at the time. Um, calling people and letting them know, hey, I'm supposed to be in a coma. Yeah. You should probably come and see me. Mm-hmm. Um, it went fine. There, there, I didn't have any issues. It brought, but I had to wait two weeks after that in order to go again. So that was a delay. Then um, one night while I was in the hospital, like a month, no, it was probably about three weeks later, um, I was sleeping and all of a sudden I woke up and I couldn't breathe and my chest hurt and it was that same feeling all over again Mm -hmm. of um, the anaphylactic whatever that was happening from it. And I'm punching the button and, and I'm screaming and I'm like, somebody help, somebody help. And the lady comes on. She's like, how can we help you? And I was like, I'm dying. Somebody's got to get in here. The nurse rushes in and she's like, and she cussed. And she was like, holy, you know, and I said, what? And she's all, why is this set at 50? It's supposed to be at 10. And I was like, what? Uh, And she goes, we need to find out. And she's calling people. And I'm like, I didn't touch it. Right. You know, and come to find out a nurse had come in who works with chemo or whatever. I don't was know she Was she 19 years old and had previously right. been a radiologist? Right. Okay. <laughs> Didn't right. even think of that connection. Uh-huh. Um, no, she had actually worked with chemo before, and because it's supposed to be set on a certain amount, she had come in to check on me or something, and without looking at my chart, she turned it up. She was, unfortunately, she lost her job that yeah. night. Oh, they actually well, fired like, her. I can imagine. Um, so... After that, it was smooth sailing until I had radiation. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the radiation turn my skin into spider webs. Um, it, I mean, it was coming off in just little wispsies of, of stuff. It so was, was this stages like you had to do the chemo first? I had to and do then chemo, then I had to do radiation. That could only go for so long, yep. like before yep. it really wouldn't. It doesn't yeah. do anything. Uh, and then the radiation, radiation, Mm -hmm. um, which was not bad. I mean, I went and I laid in a thing and they, uh, gave me a sunburn and then I, I moved on. Um, at that time also that I I had gotten a lump in my throat and, uh, I had seen an ear, nose and throat doctor and he, he said, it's not cancer. And even if it is, you're on chemo, it's going to kill it. It's killing everything. Yeah. Well, that's not true. Um, there are different types of chemo for different Uh, types of cancer. mm Mm-hmm. But he said it was fine, so I ignored it um, and went about my, the rest of my treatment. Uh, I had a double, well, I had a space, I had a double mastectomy. Mm-hmm. I had chest expanders put in that got infected, so I had to have another surgery. I had several surgeries, uh, just kind of going fast forward. I, I had a lot of surgeries. I've had about 30 surgeries since I was diagnosed. Mm-hmm all leading to some kind of infection or the skin started to turn black and they had to cut away skin. Mm. Um, the port stopped working. The, uh, too much fluid was in somewhere. Um, you know, all of these things were, were going on at this time. Um, I had in 2016, 
in May, I had my revision. I had to wait a full year from my, from the radio or from the, I just lost the word, radiation. I had Mm -hmm. to wait a full year before I could get reconstruction. And I decided that I wanted to use my own tissue. I don't, uh, my body rejects. You already had the blood of an ax murderer running through your veins. So you don't want to risk it anymore. I don't want uh, implants in case they fail. I don't want any of that stuff. So they did a a thing called a deep flap, which they take your stomach and your tissue and Mm -hmm. they take uh, cells from your ab, um, abs and then they rebuild everything well i had complications from that surgery i had to use a walker for a couple months um my tubes got infected uh the drain tubes got infected um i was uh, going back to my mastectomy the doctor came out so this whole time looking on it before he even did the surgery they told me that i was stage 2b mm-hmm. so to be basically, you got a li- you're a little further along. Yeah. Some lymph nodes are detected. Nothing too bad. Nothing we can't handle. After the double mastectomy, he came in and he said, "Unfortunately, it's gotten to your lymph nodes, all of them. Yeah. The central node is fully full of cancer. Every node that I pulled, or every whatever thing that I pulled, is full of cancer." Um, you're actually stage 3C. And if we find any more, you're terminal. Mm-hmm. And so... This is 2016? This was in 2015 when I had the double mastectomy. Oh, okay. um, so a year after after being diagnosed, he told me that um, I'm basically going to die. It's never going to go away uh, because it got into my lymph nodes and because of where they go in the body. Right, they travel, ever, take stuff everywhere. Just, you know, the, the cells are just dormant and we'll never know. You can't map individual cells. Mm-hmm. Do they give you a timeline? Is nope. there a okay. no? Um, so you I, could be eighty years old at some point, and yeah, all right, yeah. Um, but I had the double mastectomy, and and then I had the reconstruction, and then um, two months after reconstruction, the the lump in my throat, I was like, I gotta see somebody. So I went to a different guy, and he said, Well, it's starting to push on your vocal cords, so we're just gonna go ahead and take it out. Mm. I still had the drain tubes from my um, reconstruction and I was like okay now I'm going it to have another surgery great. go to have the surgery he takes out the left side of my thyroid along with the slump and he came out and he told my husband it's not cancer it's just a lump mm. and my husband's like thank God yeah. finally some Got good news break. after all of this um, two weeks later he calls and he said I am so sorry but it's cancer and I was like, did it change into cancer over the course? Of- and he said, because of how it was located, they still had to send the sample away for somebody to be detected. Um, and because of how it was situated, he didn't look at that side of it or something. Or I don't honestly know. He just said, we've got to get the other side out and you have to do R1N1 therapy. And I was like, okay, is that chemo? And he goes, no, you have to swallow a radioactive pill, and we have to make you radioactive. Oh, what? Yeah. That's and a thing? That's a thing. That's a thing. And I said... Oh, wait, and is it a thing where you can't be around family and... Nobody I, can come near I, me. I, Nobody can come near me. And uh, I was You are like, literally radioactive. I'm radioactive. Um, I took video of the room. Everything was covered. If I brought it in with me, it couldn't leave with me. So I... My husband, before they gave me the pill, they let me say goodbye to everybody give kisses 
He bought me a stuffed animal in the gift shop that I could just have while I was there, but I would have to throw away before I left. Mm -hmm. And I had to be by myself. Like, they came in and the bird flu suits and, ev like, everything. What's, what's the time process? Um, so it can get out of your system. They, they have to use one of them little Doppler things um, before you're allowed to leave. <laughs> it was a... Jeez. It was a thing. Like, like you went through a nuclear blast or something. Yep. And, and uh, they came in with their suits. I had nothing on. And I was like, shouldn't I, right. should yeah, I wear something? Yeah, I'm not protected or, here. Or what? Um, they opened this metal chest and, and like this smoke comes out. It was the, it was cool. Like from sci-fi. But it yeah, was like a yeah. sci-fi thing. And they said, you have to grab the pill. You have to grab the water. You have to drink this pill. And I was like, Okay. So I, I did all that, and then they were, like, out. Mm -hmm. They were gone. I had a little slot. That they they could took send. one of those hazmat showers afterwards. They, they had yeah, to get washed down. And, just, and here you was, are. Just, and I'm just sitting here. Yep. Popping you know, the pill. That's cool. And um, they, it was like a prison cell because they had to slide the food through a little slot. Mm. Nobody could come in unless they had that suit. The nurses couldn't come in. If I had a medical emergency, hopefully yeah. they could get dressed fast to yeah. come in there. Um and then I got, my daughter was in JRTC, my oldest, at this time, and uh, she called me and she said, Mom, I'm making battalion commander at my high school, which is a first for that yeah. high school, and she's a female. And, so I need uh, you to be here to see the ceremony. And that's exactly, yeah. and she's like, what, do, what should I do? And, and it was for 24 hours later. And um, so I called the doctor and I said, so here's the thing. I'm not missing it. Yeah. Um, if I have to stand in the back and have my husband put cones around me, I'm not missing this. I am leaving against medical whatever. Right, right. And he's like, no. And I said, either you let me leave or I'm walking well, yeah, out. Right. I'm not a prisoner. I don't care. Yeah. You know, and he's like, well, this is what you have to do. Nobody around you. Your husband can't touch you. Your kids can't touch you. And I was like, that's fine. So I left and I went and saw that. And then I had to. The, you know, they did the thing and, um, you know, they said, well, you're still radioactive or whatever. And people, of course, at the high school, they knew what was going on with me and they wanted to come over and hug me. And I'm like, mm, mm -hmm, yeah, you can just away. wave at me yeah. from there. You don't want to get sick. You know, it's radiation poisoning is what they would get. I, I got the weirdest question. And I'm sure it's a dumb question. I, had you not worked since December 1st, 2014? I, I continued mean, working. How, how I worked are all the you? Way oh, except chemo. when you're radioactive. But I, wait, I worked... Um, up to 30 hours every week while I was going through chemo. Um, Feeling like crap. Yep. Yep. I'm sure some of the haircuts were probably not great. Mm -hmm. um, but I I couldn't sit at home dying. Yeah. That's what it is. So it was, it was kind of a therapy. It was a, working it was a thing. Was, yeah. um, in, in 2015, my manager had actually submitted... Uh, she told me that I needed to apply for the Wayne McGlone Foundation. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that was. And she told me it's for it's for stylists. It's for people that work with sport clips. And um, it's to help you. Because uh, as you can imagine, cancer is very costly to have. Mm -hmm. And um, because I can't eat things that other people are eating or I can't do things that other people are doing and I have to have special stuff and I have to have... Oh, the medical costs the alone. The medical yeah. costs. And I was like... Okay, you could submit it and do whatever. Um, and she's and you hadn't known about it at all. I didn't know what it was. I had thank no goodness idea. she did. She had yeah. been paying attention she as a manager, so that's and she handed me the brochure and she's like, you know, just request 
the most. At the most, they can say, you know, we can't do that much, mm-hmm. or maybe they will, or, or whatever it is. But just, just do this. And she wrote a letter about my condition, and then my area coach, April, who I met at class but really didn't know, yeah, uh, wrote a letter about me as well. Mm-hmm. And I actually received um, the the funds from the foundation and. Um, twice actually. Wait, what? They, yeah. So they, I've never heard of that. They gave me the max amount, um, the first time. Uh-huh. And then when I went through radiation and was getting sicker and sicker and sicker, mm-hmm. they gave me another, um, another check. You know what it was? You were 1% of the recipients. Yeah. I've never, like I said, I've never heard of that. So it's 99% it was, of people only get it one time, right. but and it was very, it was the coolest thing in the world because it came when, I mean, my husband, I had to stop, finally stop working yeah. because I just couldn't. Walking was hard. Uh, using my hands was hard. Everything just became such a chore. And so um, it came at the perfect time and was able to help us um, with the bills. I mean, that was the biggest thing was um, if, I, if I was going to die, I needed to make sure that my family didn't struggle mm-hmm. um so that was uh i'm very thankful well i i, I would personally i don't i don't get to vote on any of this kind of stuff but for all i know you could be the third the fourth the person that gets it the third time the fourth time the fifth time into your 80s i i wish we could make some sort of policy yeah, you for know. you uh um, with everything that you'd been through and it was uh, it really was. A, it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, it wasn't something I counted on. Mm-hmm. It was really one of those. I didn't want to do it because there are people that need it more. I had a working husband. Yeah, I was working. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, the need it more or quote unquote <laughs> deserve it more or anything like that. No, it's going to you needed it. And that's I'm sure the committee looked it over and said, oh, of course, this and, is. And that's truly grateful i mean if i ever met those people i don't even know i don't even know what i would say because Mm -hmm. it it really was a big deal um i still whether i deserve it or not i was like well there's people that had to quit working a lot sooner than i did or they did quit working i'm just stubborn and i just kept going back and working um so i was it, it was couldn't have come at a better time yeah um and the nice things that they said about me was uh, very sweet, especially when, you know, April didn't have any idea who I was. Mm-hmm. She just was going off of what my manager had said. And um, so, you know, I did the treatment for the, the thyroid, and um, and that went just fine. Uh, they took out the other half, and I didn't have any more issues. There was a, there was a period there. Um, the thyroid cancer that I have is rare. Um, it had gone outside of the, I call it the containment zone. It always makes me think of Jurassic Park, but it had gotten outside of my thyroid in the time from the doc, one doctor telling me that it wasn't cancer to the second doctor saying it wasn't cancer and that it was. It had actually spread outside of um, where it should have been. And uh, it's medullary thyroid cancer, which is um, rare, and you have 80% chance of only living up to five years Mm -hmm. if you have it five to ten years is what they say so that kind of put clock on it um and that was in 
2016. And then uh, nothing. I, I, I was taking, I have to take chemo pills. I was taking chemo pills. And then in 2017, uh, my husband and I opened a auto shop. He wanted to oh, start working nice. on cars yeah. and doing stuff like that. Mechanic. And I wasn't doing anything. So um, we, we opened that. And then I wasn't feeling well. And I went to the uh, to my oncologist, and she's like, "Let's do a PET scan, where they shoot you up with radioactive material and they scan your body." Yep. And it was almost instant. It was within a couple of days, and she's like, "Hey, it spread, so hmm. um, you know we need to get you back in. Need to start." Uh, at that time, they just did a different kind of chemotherapy pill. I didn't have to do infusion, and uh, but I got sick. I lost all my hair again. And no, oh, it had grown back. It and had grown. Yeah. It, not, How long had it not gotten? Not long. Yeah. I kept it short okay. because I was like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna take the time. And uh, so I lost all my hair again. And it it took about six months, and then I was okay. Um, we ended up selling the shop, and I was looking for something. I was like, well, I'm very loyal to people who are who help me. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to go back to Spore Clips. I was like, I can't think of a better company to work for that actually cares, that that really does care. My manager had already moved on. She had moved to the Cayman Islands and I didn't really know anybody. She did so well at Sport Clips. <laughs> She's just like, ah, you know, I'm going to retire. I'm just going to retire and go yeah. to the Cayman Islands. Uh -huh. And only one person was left that I had worked with at the shop that I was working at in Fort Collins. And I was like, well, I'm just going to start fresh. I don't want to go back to a shop where I was, where I found out that I was sick. I just kind of want to cut that and just move on. And so um, I started working at the one in Longmont where I currently am. What's the store number again? Uh, CO 130. 130, okay. And uh, started working there in August, September of uh, 2017. Makes sense. Yes, because I, I yep. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So 2017, um, and then uh, was assistant manager within two weeks of starting there, and then um, you know some things here and there. You know, um, I fell and broke my wrist in February of last year. Uh, the chemo has made my bones yes. very yeah. just, right? And it had I had fallen, and it had broke at a diagonal and then back down this way, so it was like at a weird seven thing. Um, and you kind of need your wrist to be a stylist to you cut do. hair. Yeah, and that's yeah. my right one. So mm -hmm. um, I had to get have surgery in, in February. And then um, in October of last year, my knee was really hurting. And so I went in, and uh, there was cancer tissue around my knee. And my meniscus was torn. I didn't know this. My meniscus was torn. My kneecap had... Uh, come loose from where it sits mm -hmm. and was all the way over on the left side. Um, and my knee had been locking. And mm -hmm. so I figured something was going on there. So in November, so in April or in October, I had, um, they basically just fixed my meniscus, moved my kneecap back, tethered it or whatever, and sent me on my way. But a week after that surgery, my knee started locking again. And so I had to go back in. In November, I had a tibia tubercle osteotomy. Um, I learned the whole word because so I could sound professional. Um, they basically I'm impressed. 
Thank you. I had a femur graft. I had my knee moved back. They broke my tibia and my kneecap and then reset them together. Um, I was back at work a week after with the brace. Oh, my in. gosh. Actually, all three of my surgeries. With my wrist, I had the wrist brace on and was still cutting hair a week after. The first surgery with my knee a week after and then this major one a week after um, because I'm stubborn and I don't listen to the doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you're strong mentally. Yes. Uh, and Physically. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I found out in January that the cancer was back again right after my husband's birthday. And they were like, unfortunately, um, this is probably going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an expiration date. That's just what it is. And so... As do we all. Right. You know, it's just right. a, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. And yours has more challenges along yeah. the way that you keep rising up and facing. Yeah. And um, so I started chemo and um, I don't have, there's nothing to do surgery on. They can't remove anymore. Um, so it's basically a treat and comfort situation than, than a cure. Well, that's where I'm at. Now. Here's, here's, to, and we're getting ready to do something fun, by the way, because it's been heavy. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a lot. As, as I, this is probably the most in-depth convert cancer conversation um, that I've heard. So thank you for sharing that entire story. Uh, but um, this is your first convention. We're at the Sport yeah. Clips annual convention, the first huddle. We first call it huddle. huddle. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting ready. When we wrap this up, we're going to take a selfie. Okay. And I'd like to post it. And then if you are willing for whoever um, sees my post and is here, what can do you want a high five? Do you want a fist bump? Do you want a hug? What do you want them to do when they see you? Whatever they're comfortable with doing. Mm, what, um, is there one that you prefer? Do you hate huggers? Or, you I'm know, not a big hugger. Okay, so no, it um, won't be a hug. I, I've had random people hugging me mm-hmm. the entire time I've mm-hmm, been here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little odd when I don't know yeah. who they are. But, I mean, fist bump is great. Okay. I, uh, you know, I'm with you, girl. You got this. Mm-hmm. Is always empowering to see um, the, the two types of people are the ones that want to hug me. Yeah. The ones that want to know all about me. They want to have a beer with me. They mm-hmm. want to... You know, they want to be in my circle, and then there are the ones that are scared to death to come anywhere near me because they know that they're mortal. And when you're in a place in Vegas, it's really hard to Yeah, that's party. where the convention is. It's, it's hard to party when somebody's sitting next to you that's dying. Reminding you that uh, time is ticking. Yes, and it's even weird. They'll, they'll give me some weird looks when I'm sitting there drinking a beer, and they're like, can you do that? Uh-huh. Is that is that a thing that you mm-hmm. can actually? It is a thing. Can you enjoy life? I, I can. Know, like, how does that I work? can. Yeah. I, I refuse to quit. I, I have four children and a husband that depend on me daily, and I have zero time to be sick. Well, you're, like I said, your story's been amazing. I I I I love the fact that you're here with me today, and yeah. thanks for making it this far and of not. I, are you sure people in Vegas um, might be avoiding you because uh, maybe it's the radioactive? They're, they're they still worried. Be. Yeah, so it there might be. be a little bit of some people that might, are like might that. Be. I've also gotten the I look like a scary biker thing with the, with mm-hmm. the do rag and the and I have tattoos and so I've been wearing you know tank tops. They're worried you're going to beat them up. Is really what it is. It's They're holding their wallets <laughs> and their purses closer to them. No, I'm just kidding. It could be. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. I got ten questions to wrap this up. Okay. And um, uh, get you thinking a little bit. So if off, uh, just randomly off of the top of your head. Okay. Um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. Okay. Um, 
for the reason you just explained or already um, before that? Because I think it would be fun to like randomly like okay. tap people on the shoulder oh, or freak them out. just yeah. mess with people. I think it'd be hilarious. Uh, what is your personal motto? Um, mine is I am strong. I'm a warrior. I am strong. I am a warrior. Uh, other than where you live now, mm-hmm. where else in the world would you most like to live? Cayman Islands has already been taken. Okay. Um, anywhere in the world would be Italy. Oh, I love Italy. It's my favorite yes. non-American country. Uh-huh. Um, who's a celebrity you'd most like to meet one day? Um, that I haven't met? Yes. Okay. Reba McIntyre. Oh, Reba. Heck yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, which words or phrases do you most often overuse? Dude. Dude? Okay. I say dude a lot. You, and I think you've been good on this podcast. I'll check the transcript. I think you've been good. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love to hear? My children. Anything. Whether they're Even fighting. Even if they're fighting? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Because I'm here to hear it. All right. Uh, yes. Excellent. And then what sound or noise do you hate? Gets on your nerves. Um, children crying. Or uh, babies crying. Babies crying. That aren't your own, of course. Yeah. Okay. Can't can't do it. Hey, well, hey, we're at Huddle. You won't hear any babies. Although I don't know, Edward Logan has his uh, kids here, okay. so just you know, it's funny we'll that Vegas. The, you know, there's a lot of babies here in Vegas, yeah. and I've heard it a lot since but I've been not, here. But not at Huddle. You'll be it, you'll okay. be fine. Yeah, we'll be good. Yeah, trust me. Um, <laughs> if you could have have had any other profession other than your own, what would it have been that you've been um, good at? That I that I have done in the past. No, or, that you think or, you would have been good at. What a profession that at. you hadn't tried. I think. Maybe a UFC fighter. Oh, nice. I mean, you would have kicked butt. Can you I imagine? Think so. With your drive? I think so. Uh, the greatest achievement in your life has been? Uh, to be a mom. I mean, that's probably my biggest achievement to be. My kids are amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, I've achieved great success with my children. Mm-hmm. I love that answer. All right, last question. If heaven indeed exists, what do you mm-hmm. hope to hear when you walk through the pearly gates? Your children and your husband are going to be just fine. Ah, that's sweet. Hey, you are so strong and amazing and lovely. This has been, you know, I expected 20 minutes. This has been the best hour of my week uh, <laughs> just to get to hear what, you, what you're doing. Not, not what you've been through, but what you're doing to, to make it this far. And I, you know, like you said, something's going to get you one day. I hope it's, we're, we're, I hope we're together in our 80s and 90s and talking about, hey, remember that podcast we I did when so. they had that thing? So I'm trying. Yeah. I'm, I, that's my goal. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's commit to that. Kay. All right. Sounds and uh, if people see you uh, at Huddle, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to go for the fist bumps. Fist bumps and, and work you, for me. F- fist bumps and what? You go girl or? You go girl or okay. here, here's a beer on me. Okay. Oh, all right. You there know, we go. That I, works. Okay. That works too. <laughs> Thanks everybody for joining us uh, on this special edition. Uh, it's been a pleasure to, to hear from Chris and uh, what an amazing uh, part of Sport Clips that she is. Thanks. Thank you. You're a Hall of Famer. Thank you. Bye.